Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Astrology Did Not Change My Life. I am still that bitch. Hosted by your girl, Plutonian Aquarius. Um, I hope that was in tune because I really can't sing for the life of me. So <laughs> if I wasn't, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. <laughs> Thank you again, everybody, for coming back for another episode. And for those of you that have just continued to listen to me, only like, what, this is this will be my fifth episode. Yeah, just a couple of episodes in. Kind of just started it off on a whim. And now here we are. And every day I kind of, well, every week, actually, that I sit down and record an episode, I'm always a bit nervous. I'm like, oh my God, I know I'm going to stutter. I know I'm going to forget things. And like the first time that I actually started recording, there were so, so many takes. I was like, ah, no, I said the wrong thing. Ah, I used the wrong tone. And I just kept deleting. <laughs> and a podcast episode for me is usually like 15 minutes. And usually I can record in an hour, ideally. And it usually ends up taking three hours. Well, it, it did in the beginning because I was so nervous. When in reality, I just had to like take a step back and calm down. The only thing that I really know is astrology. That's all I've spent years just sitting down and reading like a little loser. <laughs> so once I got out of that, you know, mindset or once I got over my nerves and I just let it pour and flow, let it flow. Oh, no, sorry. No, that's the wrong one. Uh, yeah, it just came out naturally. <laughs> so I feel... Again, to the people that have actually been reaching out to me, ugh, ugh, thank you, thank you so much for all of the positive feedback. And the people that have actually been reaching out to me, they're having these, wait a minute, or those, aha, all of a sudden my life makes sense moments. And that's exactly what I wanted to relay to everybody, to all of my listeners, to have that same little bit of magic that I had when I first started discovering my chart, all of a sudden, so many things in your life that you overlooked start to make sense. Once you kind of just sit down with just like one, one little planet. And I find it's usually the moon sign for a lot of people, which is your emotions. And what do we like doing? Ignoring our emotions. So I'm just, I'm just glad that this podcast is doing what it's meant to. And it just makes me all warm and fuzzy. <laughs> and honestly, I didn't really think it would take off. And for the most part, I think I don't have that many listeners. But the fact that I can at least just help one person is enough. It's honestly just enough for me. Because at the end of the day, me talking in a microphone is simply just my outlet. And so... Ugh, I will always, always continue thanking all of my listeners. So I know last week I talked about the moon sign. And I just, I just kind of just launched a whole bunch of information at everybody. And even I was tired by the end of the episode because there's just so much. And there's so much that you can continue talking about in regards to the moon sign. Because well, your emotions and your well, feminine side is so vast. 
And it's just a territory that a lot of us seem to not want to embark into. Because again, it's terrifying. Emotions are scary, man. So with this today's episode, I'm just going to take it a little bit slow. I'm going to go at a nicer pace. So hopefully it'll be easier for everybody to follow along. But to start off, I wanted to say happy Scorpio season. Uh, yeah, it's so Scorpio season actually starts mid-October all the way to mid-November. So to all of my fellow Scorpio sons, it's your season. <laughs> but we can all still enjoy the abundance and all the lessons of Scorpio season. And what are the lessons of Scorpio season? It's usually going within and embarking on those deeper hidden sides that we just pretend don't exist, especially the darker sides. So is it surprising that Scorpio season falls when Halloween does? No, I think not. <laughs> so I also wanted to mention that my voice may crack during this episode. And that is because I went to a haunted Halloween house this week. Oh my God. And I did all the screaming with my friends. I was a screamer. I had another friend who was a runner. And then another friend was the onlooker pointing out if there was somebody in the corners waiting to scare us. And to be fair, in my defense, the reason I was screaming the most is because my friends, my asshole friends, pushed me into the unknown abyss first. So, of course, I'm the one that's going to get the full brunt of everything. And I had to scream. And I don't have a lot of vocal stamina. So when I scream, I lose my voice within the next hour. <laughs> so I took a couple of days off. Just kidding, maybe like a day and a half. And here we are. But if my voice does crack, apologies. But I've been told that when my voice cracks, I sound sexy. I have like a smoky, sexy voice. So hopefully that comes out. <laughs> So I feel the best way actually really to celebrate Scorpio season is to go out and get scared. Go to those ha haunted Halloween houses. You know, go into your primal instincts. Go into the fears that you ignore. I mean, I mean, you don't have to, you know, because um, who wants to actually be scared? Purposely. Not me. No, I really do. <laughs> I, I love, I love pushing things to the edge like that. And that itself is a very Scorpio thing. And so it's not surprising that I am a Scorpio rising. But if not, you can just, you can just celebrate Halloween by embracing all of the fancy, cool decorations that everybody puts up to attract trick-or-treaters. I love jack-o'-lanterns. And so it's funny, like, I've never really actually gotten into Halloween because... The religion that I grew up with, Halloween wasn't really a big thing. And if anything, it was actually considered a pagan holiday. And so uh, it wasn't my parents. It was actually my neighbors. And they were always like, you know, you really shouldn't be letting your daughter go out and trick or treat and celebrate Halloween because she's going to go to hell for that. And so my parents wanted to, sh you wanted to shield me from that negativity 
And so I didn't really get to enjoy a lot of the fun things that Halloween provides until I became an adult. And now I get to take back my inner child. Yeah. So happy Scorpio season. And do the things that maybe you've been ignoring, the primal, deeper instincts within you. <laughs> it's kind of unrelated to actually today's topic, but, you know, I didn't get to do that in last week's episode where you get to just listen to me talk about mundane things. Um, like, I actually wanted to talk about how I rewatched Sailor Moon during the pandemic, especially since the cover art for last week's episode was little fetus me <laughs> with <laughs> the the moon the crescent moon logo on my forehead just like sailor moon because i wanted to be sailor moon when i was a kid but i didn't really get to talk about that because there's just so much content i had to go through anyways moving on to today's topic is mercury signs so while mercury signs are just as important as any other personal planet. There isn't as much information that I have, but I will still try and break it down as appropriately and comprehensively as possible. So what the hell is a Mercury sign even? Again, like I mentioned before, your Mercury sign is one of your personal planets. It's one of five personal planets. And personal planets are very important to your own overall personality. And before I even get into what your Mercury sign represents when it comes to your personality, I always like to talk about, well, mythological stories that these planets originated from, really, to help you actually understand the overall energy that each of these planets embody. For Sun and for the Moon, I didn't really have a lot of mythological stories. And because there's so many different stories, I didn't want to confuse anybody. But I think the content that I had for those episodes was enough for everybody to understand what the sun and the moon really represented. So for the Mercury, the planet of Mercury, I mean, sorry. Mercury originates from, when it comes to Greek mythology, Hermes. Hermes was the god, he was a messenger god. And so he was, he was a god that would deliver messages for all the other gods. And he essentially had those winged feet that allowed him to fly around and just communicate for everybody else. He was, he was quite literally the middleman. <laughs> and I think anytime he would deliver not so, not so nice news, they would try and come for him. But because he had those wings, he would just fly away. And so... Because he was the middleman, essentially he was always the neutral individual. He was just there to communicate and just deliver messages. So the saying, hey, don't shoot the messenger, probably comes from this myth. And if you've ever really actually read up on a lot of Greek myths, you'll know that Hermes, he was known to be kind of annoying. Like he was a misfit. Well, I don't want to say misfit. He was a mischievous little asshole. He would go around and just deliver wrong messages sometimes. Just now taking all of the elements of a mythological story, that Greek mythology, based on Hermes into consideration, we have, well, 
Mercury. And Mercury in your chart, essentially just down to the bare basics, represents how you communicate. And how we communicate is based on what goes around in our own head and our own mental, well, landscape. So the way that we process information mentally gives you an indication on how you communicate. Now, we all have different styles of communicating and thinking. Some of us never shut up and we're constantly thinking and everything is coming out of our mouth like verbal diarrhea. Some of us take five to seven business days to think and when something finally comes out of our mouth, it's of substance. And you shock everybody around you with the stuff that comes out of your mouth. Some of us only prefer to follow what our brain says and not so much our emotions. And uh, thus, we're just very, very logical. We give more priority and importance to our mind and our mental landscape. And some of us are a little bit more intuitive with the way that we communicate and think, right? We, we more so focus on how those words are making us feel, how they're feeling as they're presenting those ideas. We're more, more, we're more focused on their emotions. And sometimes we're able to hear, hear and see and feel the things that they're not telling us through words, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I would argue, actually, in my opinion, that after the moon sign, your Mercury sign is actually very, very important in helping define, well, not really define, well, helping you understand if you're going to be compatible with somebody because communication is super, super, super important in relationships. And I feel like sometimes it's really overlooked because if you have a different way of communicating, and thinking, and the person that you're talking to, if they don't have that same communication style, then they're not going to necessarily be able to understand what you're saying. And that'll leave you feeling frustrated. And so sometimes we may have to change the way that we present ourselves and our, present our ideas in a way that the other individual can understand. And Similarly, that other person should also try and accommodate for you and your own communication styles as well. And now is a perfect time for an example. So I have an Aquarius Mercury. And if you know anything about Aquarius, Aquarius, again, is a sign of unconventionality. They're out-of-the-box thinkers. So yes, often the way that I think... <laughs> And this, is, this was actually more so a problem when I was a child, especially in my formative years in elementary school, where a lot of the times you have to box your thinking patterns and you have to think the way that your teachers want you to think. So if I would get an answer differently than the method that the teacher presented but I still got the same answer. It wasn't valid. <laughs> it didn't make sense. And thus, it wouldn't, it essentially wasn't right. And so I would lose marks. 
And yeah, that's it's kind of contradictory because yes, we want children to be curious. We want them to think outside of the box, but yet we try and box kids into thinking the way that only our teachers want us to think. So unfortunately, I was <laughs> I was still a good student, don't get me wrong. But I wouldn't always agree with a lot of teachers. And I actually got into constant debates with them all the time. And I'm like, well, I, I'm showing you the method that worked for me. And this is still applicable. Still help me get the right answer. I don't understand why this is a concern and an issue. But that's just how it was. With the way that I even still think to this day. Like sometimes I'm not actually sure how I'm able to come to conclusions. But they're usually right. And that's because I've always just been an out-of-the-box thinker. My first instinct is to question everything. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a skeptic at heart. And that's a very, very, very Aquarian thing. Yes, systems exist in place, but how can we make it better? That's usually our first instinct. And while I appreciate systems from past historians, past scholars and how it's actually shaped our current present moment. If we don't push for more, then we'll never be able to improve for the future. And so that's why I actually am pursuing a career currently where I actually can conduct research because it's only through research that we can actually change the field that I'm currently in. Because, again, my first instinct is why. Why are we still using these processes that aren't sustainable for us? Right? If it's not helping us, then why bother? And that itself is the essence of a Mercury sign. How you think, the ideas that formulate in your head, depends on your Mercury sign. And the way that you process everything in your brain is dependent on what the overall energy, again, of your Mercury sign is. Some of us maybe think a little bit more from a pragmatic point of view, and some of us are a little bit more detached. As an Aquarius Mercury, I'm a bit more on the detached side. I like to look at the bigger pictures. I'm really bad with details. And yes, if it does affect me, I can still care to think about it but generally I can I can think about how overall systems affect other people and that's okay I'm a big picture person and some people prefer to work on a more one-to-one -one level it doesn't make it any more any less valid really so simply put your mercury tells you how you think and thus your mercury is a very very big indicator of your intelligence. And I'm not saying like a type of intelligence level, like, oh yeah, some Mercury signs are smarter than others. No, never believe in that. We all have different forms of intelligence. There's many, many, lots, research has always shown that there's many different forms of intelligence. Some of us are more spatial intelligent, meaning, yes, we're more focused on body movement. So essentially people that are good at sports and are athletic, that is a form of intelligence in itself. Some of us are more musically inclined. Again, musical intelligence. Some of us are better with numbers. Some of us are better with words. So your, your Mercury 
And the sign that your Mercury is in can tell you what, what type of intelligence feel that you would actually excel in and what feels more comfortable for you to get those neurons in your brain firing. So Aquarius is an Earth, um, not an Earth sign, sorry. Aquarius is an air sign. But again, because it's a big picture sign, I am more on the logical side. I am. I actually am in a career where I get to use my science background and I'm constantly thinking. But I, because Aquarius encompasses many, many, many different forms of intelligence, because it's an out-of-the-box thinker, I don't box myself to simply, well, numbers and purely scientific knowledge. The field that I'm in also takes into consideration social sciences and other more intuitive forms of um, intelligence, like emotions. And yes, emotional intelligence is, again, another very, very important part of your Mercury or the way that you think. So if somebody, if growing up, intelligence was something that was perhaps a trigger for you, and I know it is for a lot of people where you were told that maybe, maybe you weren't the smartest person in the room, or you weren't the smartest kid, and you weren't academically inclined. And that's what the emphasis should be, is that you weren't academically inclined. Because the stuff that they teach us in school is quite limited, right? They want us to just focus on sciences, a little bit of languages, and math. But what about the other, what about the other various forms of intelligence out there in the world, right? Unless you, were, you had the opportunity to be exposed to the other forms of intelligence, and that usually comes with privilege, you probably grew up feeling that you probably weren't ever going to be smart. When in reality, you didn't find what it is that got your mind going and racing, right? Similar to the way that maybe your heart would race. That's why it's important to understand that there's many different ways that we can think. And it's important to be an out-of-the-box thinker. And it's not just my Aquarius Mercury that's saying that, but it helps. (laughs) It does help me understand that. The world is so vast and it's virtually impossible to to box anybody. And quite frankly, it's not fair because the people that step outside of the box and question the status quo are the ones that can make the world, well, a brighter place. Think about artists that found their calling. They light up the world with the way that they connect to music. And maybe they connect to more of the notes. Some people connect more with words, right? Like for example, rappers. And so that's what gets their mind racing and that's how they found their calling. So I don't want you to ever think that because you're like, and I know some of, some of the very, very like old school traditional books or analyses will say, oh, for example, you're not doomed at all. You simply just have to find the form of intelligence that works for you. Again, what gets your mind racing. Now, how we, pro- like, how we process our own, well, mental ideas 
and again, the mental processes, tells you how you relay that information to other people. And depending on what's going on with our Mercury, and there's other, or there's a whole bunch of other factors that play into, play, play into it, besides just your Mercury sign, sometimes it can be difficult to relay all the beautiful, beautiful ideas that can be in your head. Because again, we give importance to the people that can be articulate, that can speak in front of like millions of people. When in reality, some of us prefer to do one-on-one conversations, right? And some of us need to take some time to actually organize our thoughts before we talk. Versus other people that just have it easy and can just say everything off on a whim. And they're super witty. And again, the individuals that can do that that are able to improvise when they're speaking and they're communicating, they're good with words because that is the intelligence that works for them. And again, because I have the air sign Mercury, and air is more so that air in general is known for communication. So yes, for me, improvising, is a, it comes a lot more easier and communicating with other people comes Again, a lot more easy for me, but don't get me wrong, it took me a while to reach that place because I also practiced. Yes, I had the ability, but like any form of intelligence, you have to hone the ability. So don't tell yourself short. You either have to find what works for you and work on it or figure out what it is that works for you to effectively communicate with others. Now, going along the lines of communication and intelligence, humor is a very, very, very big thing when it comes to communication. And so your Mercury tells you how, how you share jokes. And again, we all have the ability to be funny. There's so many different types of humor out there in the world. Some of us appreciate dry humor, some of us, like, some of us like, well, what, what was I thinking? Oh, some of us like mimicking other people, right? We like impersonations. Some of us like a lot of chaos in ways that don't necessarily make sense. Like, I'm one of those people. Um, <laughs> I always say that um, you either are an office humor kind of person or a Brooklyn Nine-Nine kind of humor person. And I find that people that love Brooklyn Nine-Nine don't really like office humor. But people that love the office humor don't really, for lack of a better word, like understand Brooklyn Nine-Nine humor. Because, again, it's chaotic. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense sometimes. And that itself is a humor. I love chaos. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I, I really can't tell you why the jokes make sense, but they hit. And... Again, we all have different ways of being funny and we all have different ways of appreciating jokes. And your Mercury sign will probably tell you that. And so, hey, if you, if you, if you want to come out as a funny person, you just simply have to try and sit down with your Mercury sign and understand what it is or what types of humor your Mercury sign will actually appreciate and actually work well with. I find Earth signs are really good with, like, dry humor, especially Capricorns. And I find um, air signs are really good at 
noticing like noticing I guess the larger structures around us and somehow taking a dig at it so political jokes are really good with air signs water signs are really good when it comes to sometimes they can get Ooh, water signs can get brutal because there's there's such an intuitive sign so they're really good at picking up on other people's emotions so they will be able to pick up on the way that a person's acting or feeling and they can make very personal jokes like they can take a dig at people and depending on what who the person they're taking the dig at is and how comfortable they are with it it's great so self-deprecating humor they love it <laughs> they're really good at it sometimes as well Mm, fire signs are really good with impersonations they're they're the ones that'll be on the improv team yeah just coming up with like random things on the spot i find they're really good at that your mercury sign can also tell you how you lie because again remember how i was talking about hermes the messenger god and how he was a mischievous little guy who would just like delivering wrong information just to see everybody's reaction, quite literally for shits and giggles, because he's bored, I guess. So some of us are good at lying, some of us aren't. Some of us need to have white lies in order to actually truly lie. Not that I'm condoning lying, you shouldn't ever lie, honesty is the best policy. But your Mercury sign can sometimes tell you why. Why it is that you prefer to lie about certain things for example like if you're more if you have more of an intuitive emotional mercury then you may lie just to protect um your loved one's feelings um earth signs maybe for like earth signs i guess perhaps they lie because it's for the greater good in the sense that they want to protect the overall system that they're in, whether it's at work and they don't want to anger their boss, like things like that. But overall, to sum it all up together, your Mercury tells you, yes, how you process ideas that are going on in your head, your intelligence, and how you actually present those ideas to people. So how you communicate and how you talk to people. And I find that your Mercury sign is actually very prevalent when you're a child as well, similar to your moon sign. Because again, in your formative years is when you're learning the most. And thus, your Mercury sign tells you how it is that you learn. Okay, some of us maybe need pictures, some of us need words. Like I'm an auditory person. I, I learn better when somebody actually just repeats things to me um, through lectures. I won't be, like I will be able to tell you word for word what somebody told me but if you have words on a piece of paper I'm like no I can't do this so writing for me takes a little bit longer and so that's something that I know is one of my weaknesses and I take the time to go at a pace that makes sense for me so yes while we all have different ways that we learn and different forms of intelligence that we're a little bit more comfortable with it doesn't mean that you can't embark and try and learn other forms of intelligence and Essentially, try and improve different areas of weaknesses that you may have. It's just that how you learn and improve that is dependent on what is a bit more familiar and comfortable with you, which is essentially how you learn, right? So you can see knowing your Mercury sign can help you improve so many areas of your life, right? 
Because again, we need intelligence for everything, right? We need to think about everything that we do. And having that intentional awareness of the way that you may think is very, very important to prevent us from, well, making mistakes and making assumptions. And I find that's a really big thing when it comes to society. Okay, I'm going to go off on my soapbox. Oftentimes, the messages that we internalize and the way that we think as we're adults, again, our messages are based on messages that we've been taught as a child. And so if you haven't been taught to actively think about everything that goes on in your head, right, when you grow up, you can kind of make unrealistic or stereotypical assumptions about people, situations around you because you haven't been taught to critically think. And that isn't to say that you can't do that as an adult. It sometimes is just, it requires a lot more awareness for you to sit down and understand that maybe the way that you were taught to think perhaps came from your formative years. And that's why your Mercury sign is so important when you're a child. Okay, so if you have issues when it comes to thinking or you have insecurities when it comes to your intelligence, go back to your childhood. I'm always going to keep saying that. Go back to your childhood, right? Your personality is developed when you're a child. But it's especially more so when it comes to your Mercury. So perhaps you weren't always given the tools to critically think. I like to say that I was a little bit more fortunate and I was. And so now as an adult, every time I encounter some weird idea or thing, my first instinct is to be a skeptic and to actively think. And when I'm a skeptic, I like to sit down and ask myself, hey, why am I skeptical about this? Why am I questioning this? Why does this not make sense to me? Right? Is it because of internalized messages that I had from my childhood that were fed to me by my teachers, by my parents, by friends and family that I grew up around? Or am I using objective information around me? Right? And so you can see that your Mercury sign and having those awarenesses when it comes to your thinking patterns can help you differentiate between whether you're actually able to actively think or if you're passively thinking. And passive thinking, again, means that you're making assumptions and you're just jumping to conclusions without actually thinking it through. And so that's why we have people that, depending on whatever school system they grew up with, and I'm not going to name a specific country, but I know we all know what I'm talking about because we always see this country on the news. And this country is a first world country and they're still talking about and further fueling a lot of messages and ideas that are from the past. And they're very dangerous ways of thinking that put a lot of minority groups at risk. And that's because, and at the end of the day, you can't even actually get mad at some of these individuals because this is what they were fed as a child. And of course, this doesn't give them an excuse or a pass for the way that they're acting now. No, not at all. But can it help you understand why it is that they are the way that they are, right? And sometimes it can help you actually navigate some difficult conversations with the people that you care about because you can understand their own thinking processes based on their Mercury sign that maybe they weren't actually given the opportunity to critically think. 
as a child and develop a way to actually think. And thinking is hard. It quite, it actually, (laughs) there's a lot of studies on it that show that having to actively think requires a lot of effort and takes up a lot of brain capacity. So you can imagine that some of us don't want to do it. Unless it's something that you were exposed to in your early formative years within the education system. I'm one of the few fortunate ones, and I know it's a privilege. And that's why I'm able to sit down and actively think through the things that I'm talking about currently in this podcast and try and present information that I know won't be detrimental, but will be still helpful. And if I am making assumptions or statements that I know aren't coming from a place of true factual information and me taking the time to think through it, I will hold myself accountable and try and change my way of thinking. So with that in mind, you can, like I mentioned before, you can see how learning to navigate some difficult conversations with some of your loved ones can happen by learning about their Mercury sign and trying to figure out what it is that helps them understand what you are saying. So you know how we ever we always get into those situations with some of our partners, our friends, or even our, our parents. Our parents are some of the biggest ones, right? Where they just don't understand what I'm saying. And for the most part, yes, it could be true, but maybe it's because they're not understanding it what you are trying to say, because it's not coming out in a way that makes sense to them. And that doesn't have to do with your intelligence levels or your IQ levels, essentially. It just has to do with what what forms of intelligence make sense to them. Right? So, again, now you can see how the Mercury sign can tell you so, so, so much about compatibility because again communication is key to any relationship right whether that be romantic or platonic which areas of your life that your intellectual side comes out in aka your mercury sign or the areas that your mercury sign feels comfortable well coming up in is depending is dependent sorry on the house that your mercury is placed in My Mercury, for example, is in my third house. It's actually the third house of communication. So communication is quite literally my life. Um, I will get into later episodes where we talk about dominant planets. Mercury is one of my dominant planets. So for me, learning to communicate and focusing on different ways of communicating has been a very big focus of of my life and of my own personal journey. And I also have other indicators that show that my third house is very important. Alrighty. Now to end off the podcast, and I do this for all of the personal planet episodes, and I'm sure you've been hearing it if you have been, where I go through all the Mercury signs in each um, sign. And so I will only really be talking about how it is that you communicate and think. So if you have Mercury in the sign of Aries, you prefer to get everything out in the open really quickly. So you're a really fast communicator and a really fast thinker. You're on to the next idea as soon as it's out in the open. But sometimes you don't always focus on details because you're so quick to just move on to the next thing. And sometimes the way that you talk and communicate can come across a little bit harsh, but that isn't necessarily personal. It's just that, well, you have other things to do, right? 
you have another task on your list that has to be completed. If you have your Mercury in the sign of Taurus, <laughs> I, don't, I didn't want to slander Taurus. I love my Taurians. Yes, the way that you think can come across very deliberate. It's it, No, it's not slow. It's more so you prefer to take your time, get all the facts into consideration before you come to a conclusion. And so when you finally do come and make a decision, it's something of substance and you know that you'll stick through it with the long run. So that's why I always say Torians are really good when it comes to doing projects that are meant to be in the long run because they have the stamina and the willpower to stick through with it because they took everything into consideration. They, they, they slow things down to take the time and effort to properly go through things. And so that's, when, so that's why when Torians communicate, yes, they don't necessarily have a lot to say all at once because they want to be deliberate with their approach. And they don't want to say things that, yes, are going to be harmful and could offend other people because that's not how they roll. They took the time and effort to actively think, think things through. So when they finally do say something, it's not going to be something just off on a whim. If you have Mercury in the sign of Gemini. So Mercury is actually the planet that rules over Gemini. It also rules over Virgo. But the way that it manifests in Gemini is very different than the way it manifests in Virgo. Gemini is a sign of communication. So again, it makes sense that Mercury rules over Gemini. And so Geminis, similar to Arians, they love thinking in the sense that they, lo they love exploring new ideas and they're on to one thing, to one, um, to one person and culture. They want to explore the world and everything that it has to offer. And that's why they make such good students because they're so good and simply just immersing, immersing themselves with so many different experiences. They're really good at moving on to one idea to, a next I to the next idea because they're constantly curious. And so you'll see, you'll, you'll know that somebody has a Gemini Mercury if they're, they don't shut up. And I say this about Gemini's a lot. And I can, I can slander them because I have a Gemini moon. And do I shut up when I'm comfortable around my loved ones? No. Constantly talking. Hee. <laughs> but. Essentially, Mercury, um, Gemini Mercury's, they have a lot to say. They move on from one thing to another. And so conversations with them are so lively. They're so much fun. And so they're actually very witty, too, because they just have so much to say randomly. So, you know, like, if, if you're sad and they just crack this random joke to kind of just, like, lift in your spirits, chances are it's because they have that Gemini Mercury. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a breath of fresh air. But... Because they're moving on to so many different ideas all the time, they don't always stick through with one idea. The same way that, like, Taurian Mercury used to. Now, if you have your Mercury in Cancer, so Cancer, again, is a water sign. Very intuitive. I find that Cancer Mercury's or a lot of other water sign Mercury's are really, are really good at emotional intelligence. So the way that they communicate, they like and think through things. They like, they prefer to think about things that kind of hit their emotional side and so they're really good at thinking through emotional crises or emotional situations and navigating through emotional landscapes because that's what they're good at thinking about and so they're really good at 
noticing how a person is feeling when they're communicating. And they're really good at noticing how it is that something makes them feel when it comes to new ideas and thoughts. Very, very intuitive thinker in that way. And so, yes, they still have the same way to think that you and I do, but it just, it, it's, it's just different because they're so focused on emotions. And in a world that is constantly just focused on simply cold, hard, logical facts, it's, it's really, really, really beautiful to see Cancer Mercury's in action because finally somebody is honoring that emotional side within you because you need your emotions just as much as you need your intellectual, mental faculties. They go hand in hand. And the way that they communicate is very thoughtful. They really try and take your feelings into consideration when they talk to you. Really, really accommodating. It's really, really sweet. I love it. <laughs> I love my water signs. <laughs> oh, man, I'm a simp for all the signs. I really am. Um, Leo Mercury's, another fire Mercury like Aries. They, they think from more of a pragmatic way. So how it affects them. So they're really good at noticing and thinking about changes that will affect people in their everyday circle. But the way that they communicate, they make you feel warm and fuzzy when they communicate. So they're really good at appealing to personal issues. Like, they're really good at essentially taking personal issues and making an appeal to other people. And it's simply because of that fiery way of communicating. There's a lot of passion that comes out when they communicate. And they won't talk about or think about things that don't matter to them. And so... That's why when Leos finally put their mind to something, Leo Mercury's, you know it's going to make a difference. It's going to it's going to set the world on fire. Because otherwise, why would they bother with anything that doesn't actually matter to them? So again, it's so beautiful to see them in action. If you have your Mercury in Virgo. So Virgo is also, again, like I said, ruled by Mercury. But the way that Virgos actually embody the mercury energy is very different gemini's are really focused on just exploring every new idea virgos take that intellectual energy of mercury and they hone it in a different way so they're really good at details so virgos virgo mercury's look at every single detail and how they all relate to the big picture and so they're constant thinkers they're really like you'll always see virgos when it comes to very, very um, detail-oriented jobs where they have to focus on looking at every little single aspect. So they're really good secretaries because they can, they can organize everything because of that fine-tuned ability for details. So unfortunately, sometimes they're always thinking. So Virgo Mercury's, they're thinkers constant constant thinkers and then the way that they present and communicate their ideas that are going on in their head once they've organized everything is very efficient and succinct they're to the point because they've organized everything so if you need somebody to simply just organize your messy life grab a virgo mercury they'll take everything every and even if you have like ideas that are all over the place and you don't know how to narrow them down virgo mercury is your your person they got you um, after Virgo, we have, no, Libra, huh, <laughs> I, always, I always forget about Libras, I'm sorry, 
Libra Mercury's, they're an air sign. But because it's the sign of balance and harmony, Libra Mercury's are very good at looking at multiple different perspectives. They take everything into consideration and then finally come to a conclusion. They're super, super accommodating. They will take everybody's idea in on the at the table and finally making a decision that is actually based upon what works for everybody. So they're amazing mediators. And that's why Libras are known to be mediators, actually. Because they're so good at making sure that everybody has a say and that everybody's ideas and voices are heard. And so then that's why when they communicate, they're so, so communicate. They're so, oh my gosh, they're so accommodating. And yeah, everybody says, oh, they're so harmonious. And that's what it means to be harmonious, essentially, is that they can communicate in a way that you will be able to feel heard and seen. They really take other people into consideration. And sometimes that can mean that maybe they overlook their own ideas and thoughts. But they actually see the value in other people's ideas and helping them solidify their own and actually showing them a new perspective. They're really good at looking at other people's perspectives. It's great. Scorpio. Scorpio, yes, is a water sign. So they're really good when it comes to understanding other people's emotion. But because Scorpio is such an intense, deep sign, they're really good at details. They really like looking under the surface. So for them, they when they're motivated by something to think about, and again, similar to Leo, they prefer thinking about things that are very close to their heart, that emotionally, again, like a water sign, that emotionally invoke something in them, that make them feel something. So if they have a really close emotional connection to an idea or a thought, they will go to heaven and earth, through heaven and earth to basically try and figure out essentially these issues and problems. And so that's why they're very good at detail because they can go really deep underneath the surface and try and notice things that maybe other people may overlook. And the way that they communicate, again, they're very good at communicating in ways that will appeal to other people's emotions. And so when they speak, they speak from, from a place of passion, very passionate individuals to the point that like sometimes you're like mesmerized. So, you know, like those lecturers that when they speak, everybody listens and they're like, wow, amazing. I'm blown away. But they probably have a Scorpio Mercury. <laughs> um, and so. Ooh, um, the next one. Sorry, I just have another idea in my head. I will mention it near the end. Um, after Scorpio, we have Sagittarius. Sagittarius, quite like Gemini, actually, where they love learning about new cultures and new ideas. So when it comes to ideas or thoughts that expand their mind and their, essentially, their horizons and their perspectives, those are the, those are the ideas and experiences that they will think about and actually latch on to try and learn. And the way that they communicate, it can come across very inspirational because that's what Sagittarian is. Like, they're the voyager who goes on all of these cool, fancy adventures, and they come back with all of these amazing stories to tell. And so Sagittarian Mercury's, they're really good at captivating people because the way that they just view the world can honestly seem very positive. They have a positive outlook on the world, 
And so when they talk about all of the things that are dear to them and basically get their mind racing, you can't, you can't help but just become captivated and you just learn so much from them. Capricorn Mercury's, on the other hand, very similar to Virgo in the sense that they're very focused on details, but they're a lot more pragmatic. So if they find something that is near and dear to them, they will focus on it and they will spend day and night simply going through it. And they're very, very methodical, the same way that Virgo Mercury's are. But they're very, they're a little bit on the big picture side where they prefer applying all of those ideas to essentially the greater, higher forces. Like, for example, like how those details apply to somebody that's like higher up in the work structure, for example. And the way that they communicate, they're actually, they're the individuals that are amazing at dry humor. I often find that sometimes Capricorn Mercury's are just monotone and you don't know if they're being sarcastic or not. But then sometimes they'll just crack a joke, straight face. And you're like, wait, what? But it's hilarious. But I really like dry humor, so I'm that person. <laughs> um, and sometimes the way that they can communicate can sometimes come across a bit awkward because they're just so to the point and they don't, and it, because it's so dry, they're not always taking emotions into consideration. They just want to say the facts. So I guess sometimes that can come across awkward for some people. And then we have Aquarius. I've talked so much about Aquarius Mercury because me, I have the Aquarius Mercury. Out of the box thinkers. So there's so many different things that are going on in their head. And sometimes it's intuitive. Sometimes we just get lightning flash ideas and we don't actually know where it came from. But it makes sense. But because we're the out of the box thinkers, we are always focused on ways that we can improve things that aren't serving us anymore because we're skeptics at heart like yes this is great but so what this doesn't this doesn't actually help as much as we think it can be better and also the way that they communicate can sometimes become can sometimes be a little bit unconventional they don't follow a lot of social cues and we'll just say things at random moments um like we don't mean to offend people like we'll never say things that are actually meant to be hurtful or in any way discriminatory we just will say we'll blurt out random things at random times so um I'm the person where somebody's talking to me about their day and I just have a random flash of lightning of inspiration about a problem that I've been thinking about for the last like five days and it'll just finally come into my head and I will just blurt out in the middle of this, the conversation like oh, crap that's it and then I run away and then the poor person that I was talking to was like, wait, what? I was saying something. And I'm like, yeah, you were. Um, and so a lot of Aquarius Mercury's are, they're, they're the ones that are in their heads a lot. And they have that, they completely have that mad scientist vibe. Um, where they're so focused on so many of the ideas in their head that they kind of forget the world around them. And when I was a kid, people thought I was on the spectrum. Because they thought that I couldn't understand social cues. And it's like, no. I just am not focused on social interactions when my head has much cooler things going on inside of it. Ugh, kids were so mean. <laughs> and last but not least, Piscean Mercury's. They, again, similar to Cancer, are very intuitive. They have high levels of emotional intelligence, 
They're very, very good at intuitively feeling, more so I find than cancer, what it is you're feeling when you're communicating. And so they'll be able to listen and hear everything that you're saying, but it'll feel like sometimes they're not listening, but they are. They're just not always present mentally in the sense that they're not always actively listening, but they can, but that's because they're intuitively listening to the ideas that are going on. And so they're really good at understanding like body language. They have, again, like I said, high levels of emotional intelligence because somewhere going on in their brain, they're getting whispers and messages that are telling them about the other person. It's weird. And sometimes I find that Pisces Mercury's can find it difficult to, to communicate some of the ideas that are going on in their head because they don't, actu- they don't always know where it's coming from. And that's why I will actually make, once I start talking about all of the signs, the whole misunderstanding, the misunderstanding like feelings that a lot of Pisceans feel because they're such an intuitive sign, they don't always, they're not always able to communicate the same way that you and I can. And that isn't a bad thing. The last thing that I just randomly wanted to say, see, very Aquarius Mercury. I thought about it as I was talking about something else. Your Mercury sign is a very good way to tell you how it is that you can teach, what it is that works for you and what it is that can help other people actually listen to you and actually, well, absorb your ideas. So again, you see a lot of your, um, your professors, your teachers, um, Mercury sign come out when they're teaching because a lot of my examples were based on professors and teachers because when they're teaching, they're communicating. Aha. Thank you, folks. The episode, again, ended up being longer than I thought. Oh, I shouldn't have talked about everything in the beginning. I'm so sorry. Oh, I always am like, yeah, no, I don't have that much to say. And then I end up having too much to say. I thought this episode was only going to be 45 minutes. Flip, now it's almost an hour. Thank you for sticking around for that long. And I hope you guys learned something about, again, the beautiful planet that is Mercury. And hopefully it's helped you have some more insight into your own intellectual side. Especially if you, again, have some insecurities around it. I hope that my episode is actually able to provide some form of insight. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, bye-bye.